Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 29 of Be With Me. I'm going to call today, How Can I Please the Lord? Because we're in a section on the eligibility and the advisability of marriage, uh, specifically a section about unmarried people and widow people. And he's talking about, uh, ultimately, he's going to get to pleasing the Lord and letting that be the priority. So listen with that in mind as we get started from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 25. Now concerning the betrothed, the engaged, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that's so interesting. So by the mercy of God, Paul finds himself trustworthy and uh, giving his opinions about uh, marriage. That is something that is scriptural and accurate, and uh, I don't see anything in here that's not uh, authoritative for us. And certainly it's good and it's wise. So let's go on. I think that in the view of the present distress, it's good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. So whatever this distress is, we're not exactly sure as far as what the particular distress he's referring to. Maybe it's a famine or something else in Corinth, total speculation. Uh, But he's saying that times are particularly difficult. All right, verse 28. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles. And I would spare you that. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none. Those who mourn as though they had they were not mourning. Those who rejoice as they were though they were not rejoicing. Those who buy as though they had no goods. And those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxiety. The unmarried man is anxious about things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. That's our title for today. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. Okay, let me stop there. Uh, This is... Uh, overall, an endorsement of marriage. It's also an endorsement of singleness. So he says right off the bat, if you are married or getting married, you are not sitting. It is definitely a moral choice. The reality, however, is that you are going to have some uh, worldly or extra troubles if you marry. That there is uh A concern that you have when you get married is your world expands a little bit. It includes a spouse and probably children and maybe grandchildren. And so your your, uh, universe expands more and you're going to have more troubles within that uh, circle. That's kind of the the downside of being married. But the good side is there's a it is the answer to a physical necessity uh, desire that cannot be legitimately met outside of marriage. What he does emphasize, though, is that uh, he's going to get to this. We didn't do this passage here today. We'll do it tomorrow, if the Lord gives me another day, that uh, we are definitely to marry in the Lord. So marry a believer. Don't don't heap those coals upon your head before you even get started. 
the downside of being married is you're going to be anxious about some worldly things and specifically how to please your wife. When you are married, that, that's actually in your bailiwick. You're supposed to be anxious about how you how do you please your wife. In in a sense, the downside of being married is that this could be considered a divided mind. All right, so let's go to singleness for a second. So perhaps singleness gives you more opportunities for service, and it it comes without the specific burden of another uh, person. Now, I don't think that when you're single, you leave the world, you don't have any uh, worldly troubles, but you might have a little bit less than a married uh, a person. And that might leave you lighter on your feet to respond to things that the Lord would have you do. It, it describes this person as about being anxious of the things of the Lord and how to please the Lord. So I, I think one of the teaching points of this section is he is saying to all of us, hey, let's let's live like a single person in the sense of being anxious about how to please the Lord. All right. So let's say let's say that I knew that the world was going to uh, end next Tuesday. Well. That's kind of what he's saying here is we are in the last days and we don't know if it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday or uh, 100 years from now. But with that new time consideration, it changes everything because the time is short, because we're in the last days. That's defined as the time period between the resurrection and the second coming. It's going to affect everything. It's going to affect uh, how you uh, treat and live with your spouse if I think the world's, or if I know the world's going to end Tuesday, it's going to affect uh, mourning and what's going to happen to a funeral I'm going to go to today. It's going to affect my rejoicing. It's going to affect my relationship with worldly goods, and it's going to affect how I deal with the world. The point is that the present form of this world is passing away. Not exactly sure when, but it's certain. It's it is a certainty that it is going to pass away, and it's going to affect everything. So then he says, how should this affect your spouse? So I think this is a call, not specifically to singleness, but specifically to single-heartedness. So the goal of this section is to increase our desire to please the Lord, to be concerned uh, about our our, uh, spouse, if you are married, I think actually falls under that category about how to please the Lord. I don't think you should be ignoring your spouse if you're married. So, but I think it should increase our concern about things of the Lord and maybe a little of the decrease of the things of the world. I think we should continue to uh, manage our commitments to our spouse. Remember, that's a rights exchange, which happened earlier in uh, chapter 7. It uh, is a benefit in that it would it does help with temptation and self-control. It helps with uh, aloneness in that you're not being... Uh, uh, alone anymore because you're bound to a person. So in conclusion, let's be anxious about the things of the Lord. Let's be anxious, if you will, about how can I please the Lord with my body, with my actions, with my thoughts, and in my words, and even in my relationship, and my romance, and my work, and in my leisure. So let's not be of a divided heart. Let's be single-hearted in our devotion, in pleasing the Lord. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.